0: Chub step. step Jay Rabbit Hat Cow Creating yeah, the RS Jungle Chub Step Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the king of the jungle. Put some respect on my name. You all understand me? And y'all saying my name, put some respect on me. Shout yeah. out to
1: Jenny Squad. Shout yeah. out to J Squad. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. <laughs> and the show started. Hello, Jared. Hello, Pat. Trick. You don't like that when I say that. so uh Not separate like that. No, not separate or together. You just like people calling you Pat.
0: Yeah, it's more cozy to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you seem like a pretty cozy guy. I guess. You get that a lot? I
0: don't know. It, Patrick's just kind of formal.
1: It is kind of formal. It's just interesting because some people really do not like their name abbreviated, you know, shortened or abbreviated in any way. But you prefer it. But yeah, you're not, yep. yeah. You're a guy that wears shorts. Exactly. Yeah. So everything has to be short. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what's the scuttlebutt, Pat?
0: What What is that? You said that to me earlier.
1: Yeah. Like what's going on?
0: Okay. So what did you say?
1: I said, "So what's, so what's the scuttlebutt?"
0: That means what's up.
1: Uh, it'd be it's like what's going on. Um, it's like an old saying. It's kind of a stupid saying. It's like more of a yeah. You'd have to look that up.
0: Never heard that one. Yeah. Scuttlebud? Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, just like <laughs> – I'm not going to use it it's either. Pretty, uh, it's pretty – yeah, it's a pretty urban saying. A lot of kids uh, – a lot of hip kids are saying it. So you're oh, probably not with the times.
0: I didn't know. I need to get with the no. times apparently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, I went to one of those BYOB Mexican places this weekend.
1: Yeah. I felt – okay, uh, I've, I've seen restaurants like that. I've never been inside. I've never actually brought my own alcohol to a place before. Take
0: your shirt off. You know, you, you have a beer. Yeah, it's kinda kinda strange. I don't know. I I mean I guess the benefit of it is like it was just sitting in the fridge, why not take it out to eat? Yeah. But um we were gonna eat outside, it was, you know, a pretty nice day on Saturday, and I guess they were understaffed, so we had to sit inside. So it kinda like defeated the purpose. Like we wanted the BYOB and like sit outside and eat like tacos, you know?
1: No, yeah. Oh no. Uh Pat do you think no. they have a limit on what they'll allow you to bring? to a BYOB Yeah, like, they
0: said it's like supposed to not exceed three um, beverages per person.
1: Okay, because I was wondering, I was thinking like bringing in a keg and then just start charging for <laughs> you know a cup.
0: If you bring enough people to where it distributes at three, three beers evenly, per person, right? then I guess it's okay. And,
1: or or if there's enough people in there you could just like pretend like you knew everybody in there and then just start charging on the three dollars, you know. You could charge like yeah, two, three dollars for you know a drink and you probably still make some money off that keg. Beat the system. Beat the system. Yeah, I think that's. So, would you recommend? Would you do another one of these BYOBs, Pat?
0: I suppose. I'm not really against it.
1: Okay, so you're opening and try it again. All right, uh, and what would you bring this time? You bring one of your Chubstep drinks you always talk about.
0: Chubstep
1: drink. No, I think it has to. It has to be beer. BYOB. Oh, it has to be beer. I thought it's I could not just. Like pre- bring what is beverage. it just bring your own booze? Ooh.
0: I don't know. It'd probably go pretty quick. There's like a lot of cocktails that probably have more than three drinks in it.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know?
0: I mean, oh, I went
1: on a boat this uh, this past weekend. It was my first, you know, it's a pretty classic thing you see in uh, the Instagram world these days, which is not a real world. But anyway, I found a a friend of mine was back in town for a week, and his dad has a boat, so they invited me out uh, on Lake Michigan to go with them. We start off pretty early. Uh, we go in the area called the playpen have you heard of this pat
0: oh yes i know where yeah. that is
1: so it's apparently it's like where
0: all the like boats hang out and people like dock them next to each other
1: correct and
0: you could pretty much like boat hop if you want that's
1: exactly what happened here so we got there kind of we got there maybe like 10-ish we were, when we started off you know maybe there was you know i don't know six or seven other boats around our area there wasn't a lot of people in the area. We we're just kinda of hanging out. We had uh, it was a good sized boat that we were on. Like it was like in a perfect size. it was like a twenty seven foot boat, a nice sized boat. And uh there was eight of us on the boat, including my brother Vaughn. Wow. And so we're we mostly hung out on the back on this little like four person it's like four seats in this inflatable and then all the feet are pointed towards the middle, if you can picture that. And uh yep. we go we tried uh, we detached from the boat, started paddling over at first to one of the other boats. So I think there's some bachelor party going on. They weren't having any of it. Uh, You know, they didn't want anything to do with us. So we're like, we'll go back to the boat. And eventually some other people showed up. And other people were much more willing to hang out and stuff like that. So then some other groups joined. And then a little later on, we ended up being, I counted, we ended up joining some other boats that were right next to us and, and attaching to them. Ended up being 17 boats all tied up next to each other. Like just touching each other with the bumpers on the side of the boat and so you could yeah you could literally like just hop on from one boat to the other along the back people like handing out like champagne you know just like passing it around uh a lot of just you know diving into the water a lot of uh insane amount of times that the fireboat drove by and the guys just binoculars just shining on you know looking over You're really worried about all the people on the boat you know right so uh so there's a lot of that Just some, obviously some really fancy boats out there, but just kind of a crazy, it seemed like, uh, it didn't, it seemed kind of like a fake, it it just seemed, didn't seem real. It was just like such a crazy, uh, kind of party on the water. And the guy, I was the, the dad who brought us said he had never seen it that crazy with that, you know, that many boats and people together. Uh, you know, did you say it was over a hundred people? So each boat, so there's 17 boats. We had eight on our boat. I would say every other boat had 10 to 12 on their boat.
0: Okay, so, so it we're was, talking it was like a lot of people. yeah, we're
1: talking like o- over 200 people in this in wow. like just tied together, um, you know, and just hopping from boat to boat. And we kind of just stayed in our little raft. And at one point, our four-person raft had 11 people on it, uh, and it was it was <laughs> it was about to sink, uh, but it survived somehow. So uh, it was really good time. There was this, <laughs> of course, there's always trying to people try to take advantage of the situation, right? So there was this guy that had one of those you know those uh, jet ski things now. They are like uh not jet there there's attached to a jet ski, but it's like a uh jet pack. With your with no. water. It shoots like water straight down and it's you it's basically like you're hovering in the air over the water, but it because it's just shooting water straight down. You gotta look up these things, Pat. So, so
0: it's like a jet pack, but instead of shooting flames it's shooting water. Water
1: straight down, yeah. And it's attached water to a pressure. jet ski. Correct. It's attached to a jet ski and the guy goes up maybe like thirty feet. Um Oh my god! <laughs> and it's attached to a jet ski, so it uses the the power from that as shooting the water down from this little jetpack type thing. In this case, it was on the guy's feet. The jetpack was like on the guy's feet. It was just like he was standing on something. And anyway, this guy was like this 50 year old Eastern European guy, and he would just go around and just pick up girls that were just swimming in the water. And I mean, throughout the day, probably picked up 20 girls, did not pick up one guy. Interesting. found it a little, so he would grab these girls. And what's he would, that he would, about? Yeah, what's that about, bro? And so, so we kept saying, ah, oh, like <laughs> We knew there's no way <laughs> he was ever going to pick us up. But he's just picking, you know, he'd pick up one, and then he'd, like, fly up into the air. And then, uh, you know, he'd, like, hold them, obviously. Uh, you know, just the two of them up in the air and spin them around and stuff like that. You and dirty
0: girls. You know, the girls
1: all loved it because they wanted to go see what it was like. And he loved it because he was this, you know, 50-year-old creepy guy that's, you know, grabbing all these 20-something-year-olds. And uh, he's having a good time. So I don't know. I don't know what the guy in the jet ski got out of it because they're the guy, you know, he's, I, my guess is they probably just switch days, uh, like what he got Saturday, the other guy got Sunday or something like that. Uh, but it was just like a weird, like, here's my creepy friend that's just hovering the jet ski while I pick up girls and this guy's also creepy. Anyway, some things you can just get away with on, uh, with maritime law, you know, not the same kind of laws. <laughs> But uh, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so that was you're that. You're saying ben. the
0: laws are different in the water than they are on the land.
1: You know it. And we could ask. Uh, you know, we could check with Face on that. But I'm pretty pretty confident in that. In the eyes of the law.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess you you can gamble on the water, correct? That's like the law.
1: No, so you can literally do whatever you want on the water because of the implication. Oh. No, Got there's it. there is some different laws like international water. This is obviously it doesn't account account for Lake Michigan, but we'll see here, Pat. So, uh, one of the. And also then, so then on Sunday, I played in a volleyball tournament with friend of the show, Jeff Beach. And I ended up playing in against, in the tournament, playing against Smacko Jones.
0: I seen that on Twitter.
1: Yeah, you saw it. It was pretty crazy. I didn't know that he was going to be there, hadn't seen Smacko in a while. Um, me and Smacko talked some good chub step, ended up playing him in the playoffs. And I think I'm going to lead to one of these emails here because uh, we got an email from him while... Uh, I think it was right before we were about to play. Uh, I was about to play him. He sent the email to the show. And it says, how do I beat Jared in volleyball? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, smack of the show. Um, you can't find out until the following Thursday.
1: That's true. That's the problem. I think this. It, it. It. He should have done that the previous week and known he was going to play me. He also didn't know I was going to be there. But...
0: I've never seen Jared play volleyball, so I couldn't really help you out there. Um, maybe try, like, a decoy or something. <laughs> like, play some of his 90s rap music in the background, like, mid-shot or something.
1: Ooh, just, like, throw on a... Have like, somebody you're going for the spike? This, yeah.
0: That's all I could really think of. Maybe That's give I'm him thinking. a five-star when
1: you go to say hello. Uh, yeah, I like the mental game, though, Pat. I think you're right about that. Um, there was a guy, I guess... I don't know if I'm trying to think if I'm more, if I play better, if I'm annoyed with the person I'm playing against, or if I like the person I'm playing against. I I don't know. There was a guy in the court next to us that we, we, when we got this point, the the team that we were playing against shanked a ball into the court next to us. And the guy in the court next to us yelled at us and said, uh, have some fucking ball control. And he yelled at us. This happens in volleyball. This happens all the time. You knock balls onto the other courts because you're right next to the other people. So that's just going to happen that the ball is going to go in the other court. And this guy just yelled at us. And we're like, are you serious about it? Like, and they heard it from so that, like a couple like courts over. That's the guy over.
0: who's going to start a fight at like, the rec center playing basketball.
1: Oh, for sure. This is the volleyball version of that. Definitely that guy. Uh, but with volleyball, it's a lot more talk than it is anything else because you don't usually physically touch anybody else in the sport, you know, unless you're like at the net. There's a net
0: that separates. Uh, there's a net
1: that separates, so you can talk a lot more trash and not really be able to back it up. And that was like this guy was just insane. But yeah, just a is total... there
0: targeting like you, is there like ever like competition to the point where you're like target like a spike at somebody just because you oh, don't like them?
1: Yeah, so so sometimes what you'll do in a doubles tournament is if you notice that somebody is worse at serve receive, so if you serve it to them, maybe they can't pass it as well to the to their partner. You will target them when you're serving to them, like you, you'll target like all right, we're gonna keep serving it to the guy on the left because he can't serve receive well. Uh, there's definitely that, or maybe the other guy. You keep you notice the other guy's not fast, so that you keep rolling it right in front of him, so that he, you know, he doesn't. So Jer- get to the ball. I'm talking
0: about like unsportsmanlike conduct. Like you go out of your way to like spike it at someone's face, and if you're offended by it, you're a freaking snowflake.
1: Um, I don't see that a lot. No, it's hard to like, it's hard to do that any differently than how you would just normally be playing it. Like, you okay. would probably just, you probably just are going for the best shot, not let alone, you know, not you're just trying to hit the ball. It's kind of hard to do that with the net separating it, like, to, like, target. if you, When you're hitting the ball, you're basically, there's only a couple options, and one of them might be trying to hit it at the guy's face. But usually people's reaction is fast enough, they just put up their hands and, you know, dig it in some way. But enough about that, Pat. Uh, Smacko, way to beat me. I like Pat's idea of, of some sort of mental game. Um... I think it would be a good idea to, like, uh, bring, like, one of my relatives and wear, like, your face on it. Like, wear a Smacko face. (laughs) Like, bring my grandma to the game that I maybe had invited and she didn't even come. And you invite her and and she's wearing, like, a Smacko Jones face on her shirt. So I think that might be a good way. That would be pretty distracting for me most of the time. Especially like if it if it started a couple points into the game, like she didn't come to like the game was already like two to one or something like that, where I couldn't even talk to her beforehand. She just shows up and she's wearing a SmackO shirt. I feel like I'd be very confused and it'd probably be a good way to beat me. But you should have done that. Uh, and then you know, you should have sent it a week earlier. So sorry, Smacko.
0: Um Maybe bring like an anti Jared fan club.
1: That'd be good. Anybody just yelling. Yeah, I haven't had many people just be anti-me. The only volleyball uh, fan base that was ever rude when I was playing was UW Oshkosh. Uh, When we would go there and play there in college, they would have people that were just, like, heckling us the whole time. So, And it was a little distracting, you notice that, because it normally doesn't happen in volleyball. So, yeah, that'd be a good idea. You could just bring an anti. Yeah, just anything mental game. Um, Okay, we got another email from Smacko. And it says, uh, "How many pepperonis, ronis, come in the standard pizza lunchable? Is it consistently the same amount?" Uh, so I actually, on the way back from Chicago today, uh, I went to a Jewel and I went to buy a pepperoni lunchable. When was last? What was your favorite lunchable, Pat? Probably the pepperoni pizza. Okay, so that's what he's—that's what he suggested Definitely we
0: get. not the chocolate with the M and M's. That was gross. No.
1: See, I was actually always a big fan of the uh, nacho one, which was basically just tiny little chips that had um uh tiny little chips that had uh like a, they would have a salsa and a and a cheese, like a sick nacho cheese and you would just like yeah, you would dip them all together. It was you would you couldn't really fill up on it much, but I like those. That's what I like the I most. bet
0: that cheese was just fantastic.
1: Oh my god, it was just yeah, it was definitely cheese. Definitely wasn't some artificial thing that wasn't <laughs> cheese. Uh, it was so,
0: definitely cheese.
1: Anyway, I went to Jewel to uh, went to the grocery store to find a lunchable. And of course, the only lunchable that was sold out was the pepperoni pizza lunchable.
0: But it's a it's a banger. It's a banger. It's a so salad. what I
1: did find though is the Lunchables uploaded lunch combinations that is the ultimate deep dish pizza with pepperoni. So I can't give you a confirmation smacko about the like what is in the normal pepperoni one yet, but what I can tell you is what's in the Lunchables uploaded lunch combinations, which I think is just new. So I'm going to do an unboxing, my unveiling, my review of the Lunchables uploaded lunch combinations with 13 grams of protein. Here we go, Pat. So I'm opening up. I was doing this earlier while we were talking. The first thing I pulled out is a Cheez-Its packet. Uh, do you like Cheez-Its, bad. I love Cheez-Its. Here's the sound of the thing. Here's the sound of one crunch. Uh, I'm not a huge Cheez-Its fan. You can have these Cheez-Its. They're okay. okay thanks. I don't love them. Yeah, uh, thing... dip
0: them in sauce. That's what I'm about. I'm all about the sauce. Maybe
1: I should dish them. I have this marinara sauce that came with us I've seen. So I'm opening this up. It's one big... Uh, you can hear this. This is what it sounds like. It's one big... Deep dish—it's like a larger version of the other pizzas. So the other pizzas that you would normally get in a Lunchables pepperoni pizza is basically like a cracker that's soft, right? I mean, that's basically what it is. Is that what we're calling it? What would you? How would you describe the? You think it's like normal dough? It's definitely not normal dough, but I would call it some sort of dough. Okay, well, not a cracker. I mean, it's cracker size. I mean, they're not very big.
0: So uh, from what I remember, it was like a palm. Well, you were a smaller. Oh, smaller, you were a smaller kit. And
1: you have small hands.
0: For example, you remember me possibly as a man with small hands.
1: Yeah, you think you think he had small hands. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. What
1: You're- you remember is false. Okay. Yep. Okay. Big,
0: masculine. My hands tell a story
1: of greatness. Fair point. Okay, so I pull this out and it's a big deep dish thing. Uh, it's bigger than the palm of my hand. It's a little bit bigger and I have large hands, So this, and this is a, me fully grown, and it's got a little bit of a ridge so you can hold all the stuff in. This is the deep dish version, keep in mind people. So then I'm pulling out and it's the cheese, it is a mixture of what looks like a cheddar and a mozzarella, and then a thing of pepperoni. So. Because this is a deep dish pizza, I'm why, going to... Why do to, you
0: say mozzarella like that? I can never figure uh, it out. Because
1: Giada says it like that. Um, so uh, I'm going to pull out the pepperonis. Here's how many pepperonis are in this. To be clear, I don't know if this is the same as in the standard amount. And I'm going to put these down first and then put the sauce on top as a traditional deep dish is. One, two, three, four, five, six seven slices of pepperoni for this dish. I will now put the cheese. Uh, I'm pouring this on here. Spreading it around. Uh, okay, so then I'm going to put this uh, marinara sauce on here. There's also in here a fruit roll-ups, uh, mini rolls. A wild berry flavor. Uh, and then Ooh, there's those a... Are tasty. And then there, yes, and then there's a water bottle. Um, the Jewel brand water bottle and a Kool-Aid Little uh, mixed packet to put into the water bottle. Um, so Kool Aid finally came to the game. Crystal Light was the original people. Do you remember that? They were doing the little packets. Everybody, it was kind of hit like maybe middle school, high school time. Uh, yes,
0: Crystal you, you Light. Couldn't yes, you couldn't just have. Put in like your yes. water bottle.
1: Yep, it wasn't cool to just have water anymore. You had to have a Crystal Light packet. But I always, I've said this on the show, I think, before, but who really messed up in that was Tang. And Tang never developed. Maybe they have it now, but at the time, they never developed a, a little packet that you could put in water. All they had was it's the a big chicken buckets. chicken glass. Yeah, but it's it was so stupid because it was so popular for a little bit. Ting was. They had the commercials. Everybody remembers the orangutan commercials. Um, and then they just never developed the little packets at the time when, when Crystallite was doing that. It's just so stupid. They could have made some money. I should have worked for them. So I'm pouring the thing in here, the Kool-Aid, and I'm mixing this up. And it is tastes like kool-aid um, okay so i'll be eating this throughout the show after i've made it and yes yeah, seven slices of pepperoni i don't know if this is standard i think this is probably this I, you cannot fit any more than seven you wouldn't want more than seven pepperoni slices for this size of pizza so i would think not anymore but i would i'll buy another one and see if they do it any less i six so would be do fine so you heat yours this. up or do you eat it cold well i'm gonna eat it cold because i'm doing this while we're talking here um but yeah, so, but what I, I mean, typically people eat these at lunch, so they don't have access to a microwave, right, Pat? Are you wrong? Am I wrong about that? Schools have microwaves.
0: You would use the school microwave? I said, you've had Lunchables at home before. It doesn't just have to
1: be at school. That's a good point. I just always pictured we Lunchables. You don't go to
0: school anymore.
1: It's a good point. I don't eat Lunchables anymore, too. I haven't bought a Lunchable, uh, really, actually, ever. The only time I ever had Lunchables is if my mom was buying them while I was in school. I've never bought one since that time, so. This is my first actual purchase of a Lunchable. How about that? Wow. Um, Okay, so... Magically delicious. Yeah, magically. That's exactly what the phrase is. Anyway, that's enough about Lunchables. But uh, that's the new uploaded version. That's how times have changed. Right, Pat? I'll take a picture of this so people can see how nice this looks. And I'll post it on my Twitter, Step Jared. Wow, beautiful. Uh, Pat, before we... I don't want to skip anything because you said last week you had a... You had something that we didn't get to get to, right?
0: I've had things for weeks.
1: Yeah, so let's not. I, I don't want to go into my stuff. I did enough on Lunchables already, so I don't want to go into my stuff before I, you know, we get into your stuff. So why don't we do one of the things you've got?
0: Okay. Uh, quick booze news.
1: Okay. I got uh, booze news.
0: Have you heard of Snow Factory in Chicago? No. 2935 North Broadway Street. Uh, they recently posted something on Facebook saying now introducing uh, boozy ice cream, liquor infused nitro ice cream. Oh, they said ice cream place there. Come try our unique flavors, vino, red wine infused, pictured above. So if you actually see this picture, this thing looks like kind of pink, which is kind of weird. But we just talked about the popsicles. Now there's a place in Chicago that's making ice cream get a little buzzed eat a little sweets booze those.
1: so the ice cream has booze in it it's infused infused i'm
0: not a fucking scientist have you ever had uh rum raisin ice cream that's a thing
1: i i have not had it i know it's a thing but i've not had it is okay it, is it good i mean does it actually have booze in it or is it just like rum flavor that's cooked out
0: no it has alcohol
1: in it yeah no i've never had that what else are they going to put out? So it just seems like they're adding, like, alcohol to a lot of things, right? This is similar to the uh, Popsicle thing they were doing the other day. Yeah, that's
0: right? what I just said.
1: Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, so they're just doing more things along this line of, like, what else Who's can they? we... Who's uh, Big alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just doing Instead things like... big
0: tobacco, big alcohol. <laughs> yeah, big
1: alcohol is doing this. And they, you know, they're just trying to get, like what are what are normal things that people eat, and we can just make alcohol into it so that they'll pay more for it, right? Yep. So what do you think's next?
0: I feel like we're going along the sweets line. Yeah. Uh, I can't really see Like, you can't. I mean, there's already, like, the Jim Beam sausages. But I think, like, if you cook food in, like, booze, it doesn't really have any effect on you. Like, doesn't the heat kind of kill it or something? It's just flavor? Correct. I'm trying to think of, like, some sort of candy. I just I, I'm drawing a blank here. Definitely not like some chocolate flavor candy. Like it almost has to be fruity.
1: Yeah, I was thinking gogurt. Gogurt, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a shot, you know? Dude, like a
0: gogurt shot. Yeah, gogurt Swarp. shots.
1: I would love to be just uh, oh, seeing a bunch of guys like you know at a bar, but like let's get gogurt shots. And then it's. Do uh, they still
0: make gogurts?
1: I don't know. Probably. Again, this is like the lunchable thing where good. there's probably like. We're just not in the, the demographic of what's buying this anymore, so they're probably looking to something that we can get adults. Everybody remembers gogurts as a kid. Let's go ahead and get some gogurts, and we always talked about this before. Remember the gogurt commercials. The kids could walk on walls because you eat gogurt and you could walk on the ceilings because of the powers of gogurt. So imagine you add in some booze. What could you do with gogurt and booze? You know what I'm saying? People would be flying they got
0: sour patch flavored gogurts though.
1: You could easily see that as being like a, uh, you know, UV blue flavored Go-Gurt now. Yep. So there you go.
0: Also, side note to this note, um, IHOP is back.
1: IHOP's back, baby. It's official. You heard it here first. (laughs) IHOP is back. You did not hear it here first. You heard it here first. I heard it here first. You're just telling me this for the first Uh, time. So you heard it here first. IHOP is back, It was announced on Twitter today. Now it's on Twitter, Chubstep Twitter. Can you announce it, Pat, on your Twitter right now? No. Okay, I'll do it from my Twitter. I hop is back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me do that right now, so that's official here first. Okay, I hop is back. I tweeted that out. You heard it here first from Twitter. Okay, so uh, nice, Pat. I like that. Um, I'm all for it. And the gogurt thing. I think I'm I'm on, I'm all bored with the Gogurt. Let's put some money in a Gogurt. Invest. The money truck, baby. Pat, uh, should we do a Jeff Goldblum movie review? Hi. Hi. Yep. Okay. Hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? So I What's Goldblum I ever won. done to you? What's represent- Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You,
0: you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's
1: going to be Goldblum.
0: By jamming
1: them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit.
0: Goldblum is content.
1: Uh, People always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? So I sent you the link to the trailer of this, and I actually liked uh, Jack's uh, suggestion. I should have done this earlier today. I didn't think about it till later. But when he had, we had Jack in the show, he had the idea. You know, he said send me, text me the thing ahead of time, so I have some idea of what it is. You know, so I texted him the the Tanzania story and the the uh, Jeff Gold move review here, and so you had it ahead of time. I'm not sure if you watch it. Not a big deal either way. But this was from yeah, it's called Festival in Cannes 2001. So did you watch the trailer, Pat?
0: I did not get to it yet, no.
1: Yeah, well, we're not, don't get to it after this, because it's going be, at this point it's over. But uh, you could imagine if you did, right? I could. Yeah, so this one is actually... So what do you think this is about, Pat? Festival in Cannes. Well, it's actually Festival in Cannes. Cannes is in France, say, isn't it? Yeah, so they say it's, it's, it's actually Festival in Cannes. Some people say Cannes. It's definitely not festival in Cannes. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not how it's festival in Cannes. It's C-A-N-N-E-S. That's how I would pronounce it. Yes, Cannes is not the correct pronunciation. It's, For
0: some reason, I know that that's in France. Yes, I don't it know is.
1: Why. So it's can or con. Some it's the correct pronunciation is is can. From what people in the film industry always say, they always say can. So 2001, this movie came out. Uh, yeah. So Pat, what do you think it's about? It's about uh, you know it's in France. You're correct about that. Isn't that
0: like a film festival?
1: It is. Yep. So this is all about that boom baby so this one okay the reason I uh, connected to this movie so much is because this is like a slice of there's a lot of these slice of life movies right there maybe like they focus on a, a variety of characters and they're just like here's like one week of time and we're just gonna follow a bunch of characters and see how their week progresses type of thing right there's a bunch of these types of movies that are out there it's not like a story a great storyline you know maybe there's each person has their own little storyline going on so the main storyline in this is that there's this girl who is an actress that's trying to get her movie made. She wants to be a first-time director. This happens a lot. A lot of times people, they'll be a producer, or they'll be actors, and then they want to try directing. And this is a very common thing. So she's looking, uh, you know, she needs money to do this. She's got the script kind of written, and she needs an actress, and she needs money, and then she's going to make her film. She's normally an actress. Anyway, that's going on. Uh, there's a story about this girl who's like, her movie is a super big hit at at Cannes, and then there are, she's going to be the next big thing, but she was an unknown actress before. So she's there. There's this producer that is uh, trying to wrang- wrangle all the stuff together. Here's what I'll say about this movie. This was the most uh, accurate description of like, accurate portrayal of what I've seen uh, in the movie industry, like, from from what I deal with a lot at work. So this was – I thought – obviously, whoever did this movie works in movies, which makes sense because somebody made the movie works in movies, obviously. But this was, like, so spot on, some of these characters, especially there's this guy, um, the guy in the movie, uh, his name is Kaz Naiman. He's played by Zach Norman, who I I didn't recognize – uh, but that guy plays the role of a producer so well; it's insane. Like he is so spot on of just the way um, of just the way he goes about the business of just like I, I don't like this is one of those movies that I don't know if anybody else would really appreciate. I it's one so I don't know if you know this. You have to but work like, in films. I think you would like so the Oscars. A lot of times, like Academy Award winners, are movies that are about. The television film industry that seems to win that seems to win a lot of the things, uh, and it just for some reason, whatever it is, if it's like a movie about acting, if it's a movie about making other films, those tend to do really good in the Oscars. And that's just I think th- I kind of get that after watching this movie because I just I related to a lot of it of just these type of characters. There's also a little uh, mess up that I noticed in this movie real fast before I get a little more into it. About 15 minutes into the movie, there's this part where. They're talking, and then this girl says this line, and it sounds so off. And it's clearly like somebody else's voice saying this line. And that's something called uh, ADR, which is something that happens all the time uh, in in television and film that you don't even realize usually because usually it's done really well. And it's basically like maybe there's some uh, background noise going on while they were filming it. So they have the actress or actor come in, and they'll re-record their line while they're watching themselves on screen, and then they'll match it in post-production. Or maybe they wanted them to say a different line. You only see the back of their head, so they just change it. Um, but whatever it was, this is the first movie that I've like watched where it was the. This is the worst example of ADR I've ever seen in my life. So if somebody wants to see what this is like, to see what a really bad ADR job is like, about 15 minutes, 15-30 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 seconds into the movie, uh, this this girl says this line. And she repeats the line. It's the second time she says it, and it's like it's so. It does not sound like the rest. <laughs> it's like clearly somebody else recording this after the film was done. So that was. Uh, Is it like um,
0: lower tone voice just or like, higher tone it's voice? It's like
1: it's like crackly and like just a different sounding voice. It's just like clearly oh. like somebody else recording this or like done really poorly. It just clear. It just does. It it sounds like I just got like a voice recorder and just did like a uh, you know something else on top of this. It just you know it just sounds completely different. So, uh, anyway, I kept looking for Jeff Goldblum throughout the whole movie. I, in the trailer I sent you, Pat, it, Jeff Goldblum is not in this movie. Jeff Goldblum is – there's one part where they're in, the, like, the festival area. So, okay, the, the thing is I could start talking about this, and it would get – and I could just keep – I could probably talk about this movie for the next uh, hour and a half, two hours, just because I could relate it to, like, stuff that I do at work all the time. But th- these festivals that go on – there's a couple of these main festivals where what will happen is that... So movies are not only screened at the festival. So say, like, they'll actually have movies that are in the the Cannes Film Festival, right? there will be ones that are entered in, and actually in there. Then there's a whole side business going on where these uh, sales agents who, like, basically all these producers will bring a bunch of these movies to the sales agent. The sales agent will go to these film festivals and sell them to distributors. And they'll sell it to, like, say, a Netflix or they'll sell them to a... Um, some like somebody that 's buying all of the France territory to sell the thing there, so basically these there 's all these side deals going on where people are buying and selling movies, and the movie's not even in the cannes film festival they 're just like maybe they 'll be watching it in a hotel room or something they 'll be like all right we'll buy this movie for this amount that kind of thing so there's a lot of that going on at this film festival, but there's still a lot of like the main uh the main attraction the main people thing people see is like when they 're actually going to these screenings of the movies that actually got entered so There's one part in this movie where these two girls are talking, and they're apparently scriptwriters, and they say, oh, look over there, it's Jeff Goldblum. And you see Jeff Goldblum doing, like, a quick interview. I'm pretty sure they just got that footage from the actual time when he was actually at the Cannes Film Festival. And he, like, was not acting in this. He was just playing himself, and they say, look over there, and you see him for uh, two seconds, maybe? With Jeff Goldblum. Uh, So it's hard to say that Jeff Goldblum did much in this except for be himself. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he, he might not even have been. He probably gave his rights for the movie, but he definitely did not act for this movie at all. Yeah. So,
0: you, <laughs> how often does this happen? Because I feel like we've talked about it a few times. It doesn't where you go through the whole thing, and he's barely in there. So, or th- the other, other one, one I can, I can, yeah, the other one I can think of is
1: that uh, Avengers. It wasn't Avengers, the uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, when he was in the, like, the end credits that I had to watch like five times to figure out where it was. Uh, that was the only one that I. But but Fred and Fraser had been in a few like that. Uh, his first movie was like that. Anyway, it's a bunch of that kind of stuff. Uh, but this one was this one was ridiculous. But the movie I, I really I enjoyed just because I related to him so much. But I don't know if other people would like it. The the one thing I'll say like with the producer thing is like the way this guy played it so well. There's a lot of stuff that the, people do in movies where they'll be like this guy comes up to this girl who's looking for money to make her movie and he's like oh I've got three million dollars lined up you know he'll go talk to the money guy and he said oh yeah you know we've got other we've got other money lined up if you can put in some of your money then this other guy will put in his money you know and it's they say all these things uh, without actually confirming the other stuff or they'll know that a lot of it's not true and it's always like Oh, have you heard of this movie? Oh, I've heard that movie. I've heard it's amazing. I love it. I love it. You know, that you're I've heard you're amazing in the movie. And he's never seen it, that kind of stuff. It's a lot of like uh the girl the girl brought it, this director, this actress director girl, brings it to this guy to make you know, she wants some help with the funding, and he says, I'll help you out, I got the three million dollars and then when he's talking to some other guy, he's like, Oh yeah, we don't even we can get somebody else to direct it. Like if you've got the money, uh, we've got somebody that's better to directing it. You know, and then he'll say that they had some conversation with the actress and she was super into the film. She can't wait. She loves it. And, like, she... When she actually said it, like, she said it was okay. You Like, she actually read it. Like, there's a lot of, like, stuff where it's just, like, a lot of bullshitting and stuff like that that goes on in the film industry. And, you know, it's just kind of a... There's a lot of Weasley stuff that goes on. And this was a very good example of that kind of uh, stuff. The way this guy this guy plays the producer. Uh, he does it really well. And there's a lot of, like... Maybe somebody's big time, but now they're in a hard time with money and that kind of thing. So, I... I for me, I'm going to give it a top tier uh, Jeff Goldman movie because I liked it a lot. But I-, I like the 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 relation to it. But I don't know if it's an amazing movie. Um, the directing's a little strange. It felt really real, but at the same, it was also felt like sometimes maybe they didn't know their lines all the way, kind of. But it felt natural. I don't know. I'm still giving it a top tier Jeff Goldman for me. A Jeff Goldman Independence Day movie review scale. That could buy it. I think at least some time to uh to take them take them out, take them down, do your. Your stuff top tier, yeah. But again, I don't know if I'd recommend it for everybody. I liked it though. Um, it's a little no. different if you want to kind of see that world, it's it's a very good example of kind of the the film industry at these festivals. Let's get to something you want to get to.
0: Uh, shout out to half of the real boys for getting strep throat. Also, um, it was driving me nuts how you were saying Guy Fietti. Yeah, and I'm like, I know I've heard this story somehow, but I don't remember where. So I went back and listened to the Real Boys episode of like, like episode eight or something. I heard that story about uh, your mom and Guy Fieri and how people called him that again. Yeah, it's really random. But I'm like, I know I've heard this him say like this before. I just never heard it in person.
1: He likes to be called Guy Fieri. His real name is not even anything. It's not even Guy... It's like Guy Fieri or something. Like, it's not even... His real name is not even Guy Fieri. But he likes to go as... It sounds more Italian to say Guy Fieri. But it's just none of it is accurate. It does. But it's just like none of it is actually, like, reality. Like, so if somebody's like... If somebody says Fieri and he says it's Fieri, like, he's correcting a name that he made up. So it really doesn't matter. But... He likes to say fatty, so I like to say that as well because I'm a big guy's grocery gamer hey, fan. Hey, I'm just saying. And that's my second hey, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's All right, let's I give wanna... this some Tanzania. Yeah, let's get some Tanzania news. Thank you, Pat. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. Scientists claim that the scientists have played with the disease and is now transmitting.
0: You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi, it's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wasi, it's a wasi, it's a fairy dust.
1: Where are you from, Tanzania?
0: Yes, I am.
1: Okay, so I had a couple articles here, but I, actually, the one I the one I did find interesting is the one I sent to you. They t- it was it was a fo- it's kind of a follow up on this whole that whole regulation thing went through on the for the media the blogs in Tanzania. So they have to pay whatever that 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 fee, you know, they had to pay like a very large fee to be a blogger on the internet. To have like your own YouTube channel, to have your to have your own like website where you're giving out content, you have to pay a fee to be online. And so they but not only do they do that, they also have The right to control the content that's on the internet. So, what this art? Did you read this article, Pat? Any of this? No, I've seen it.
0: Did not read it yet.
1: Okay, headline grab. You just saw the
0: headlines. (laughs) You sent me all
1: this stuff like an hour before we were doing this. No, that's true. I know. I would have sent it earlier if I would have thought of it. So, anyway, uh, so it's it's been upheld right now. So they some people tried to like you know. Uh, appeal this and say this is not lawful, and it 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 became upheld. So right now in Tanzania, you can literally yeah you can just they can just remove your content online if they don't feel like it doesn't fit their what they're looking for, which is a very like uh, ambiguous type of claim, and they don't really know what exactly like you know nobody's really clear on what the exact rules are. But basically if you're bashing the government, they don't like it if they don't you know whatever it is that they don't like it, they're taking it down. And they the this article talks a lot about how there's not a lot, like it's not so much about the money for Tanzania because they're not making that much money because a lot of people are just not doing it now. It's more just they want the control over the internet and they know it's just one easier way to stop people from being online. So one of the big things here that I found interesting though was they talked about slippery slope, right? Pat, you like slippery slopes.
0: Love the slippery slopes.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you ever, Pat, you ever a guy that would like uh, slide down when it's raining on like a muddy hill? You would like just roll down there with a couple guys Uh, Like shirtless rolling down a hill? (laughs) No. Okay. Me neither. So, (laughs) uh, the. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, the guy who just thought of that. (laughs) Uganda. So, Uganda, this is a slippery slope thing. Uganda implemented a social media tax. So, as of July 1st, a couple days ago, Facebook, WhatsApp, Skype, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and other social media have to pay 200 Ugandan shillings. Per day for access, if they want to use any of the social media platforms. Do you know how much Elaine. that is, Pat? How much? Five cents a day. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> so it's not that bad. But it's still. <laughs> it sounds yeah. Let's, let's just put it two hundred shillings. Uh, so it sounds worse, but it, it's to be it's fair. Like it's I mean,
0: dollar fifty a month.
1: Yeah, but you're. It's still. It's got to think about that. It's also a dollar fifty is a lot more to somebody in Uganda than it is to somebody in the U.S. And also, just like one more thing, it's like it's it's it's, it's just ridiculous. They're doing it's one like things a gym to stop membership it.
0: in comparison to here. I'm not flexing, yeah. them, bro. That's natural.
1: They just they're trying to get more people off so they don't have to monitor as much stuff. Is basically what this is. Oh, Fourth of July, Pat. How was your Fourth of July? I forgot that happened last year. <laughs> oh, just went by. Family had a barbecue. That was it. Here's what I was thinking about. They have not really improved the firework technology very much since we've been alive. Do they need to? I don't know. Like I just feel like in the world of technology where everything is changing constantly and everything's being like so upgraded and everything's, you know, so much amazing more amazing than it was a bunch of years ago. I just would think that there'd be some crazier fireworks out there.
0: Like some neon lights or something?
1: Yeah, crazier colors or something that just is Changes the it game. Just of the fireworks and it's world. just a big like picture
0: of Pitbull's face. Yeah, so like Dolly Stuff under like, it. Exactly.
1: Yes. More Pitbull, please. Like if there could be if there's anybody that's more internationally like known, he's Mister Worldwide. You know, uh, yeah, Dolly. He, like he, the guy is just he's so universal everywhere that people could really appreciate some Pitbull themed fireworks. Just but I just feel like you there's a was, lot of. You know what I was yeah. just
0: thinking? I still haven't gotten my neon light. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a very good point, Bet. Uh You have, n- you, bullshit. you. How much did you pay for it? Like twenty bucks for shipping. It was free. I oh. threw
0: in the scam with the shipping. Yeah, It was yeah, twenty five bucks.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's actually funny you bring that up because one of my other notes today was to follow up with L on her beef if she ever got her beef jerky. Do you remember when the door to door salesman, the, the, kid yeah, the kids selling it, the kids selling door to door? So next week, well, a little teaser for next week. Next week, I'll follow up with my sister L and see if she ever got the beef jerky from the guy that was coming door-to-door door that didn't write down any information and she just gave some money to to get beef jerky. Uh, what did we learn? <laughs> well, let's see. Maybe she got it, and I just don't know about it. It's very possible. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Pat, anything else you want to get to? Not
0: this week. Okay,
1: cool. We'll save it. Some more stuff. We'll save Elle's uh, beef jerky for next week. Uh, people uh, at Chubstep. Jared on Twitter, that's where we're going to see some of these pictures from today. Chubstep Podcast on Twitter as well, and Facebook. Uh, Pat, what stuff you got?
0: I got a Twitter, but it's kind of hard to explain.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we'll just skip that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On Instagram at patcallahan44, not 044 as Jared commonly refers to. But you can follow either, correct? I mean, technically you
1: can Um, and I finished this uh, this this deep dish pizza as we've been sitting here. this lunchables uploaded. uploaded. Uh, it's pretty decent. It tastes exactly the same as the other ones. It's just bigger. Uh, nice. yeah, so i could I could recommend it, and the the edges kind of hold everything in, uh, and then I will eat the fruit roll up uh, in the meantime, but I think people know the review of that. So uh, email us show chubstep at, at gmail leave us the iTunes reviews. always love those. Uh, and the show is ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is
0: Yassine.